I hear that they're gonna make alcohol completely legal in Denver. No way. Like sell it in 7-Eleven like weed? Yup. That's crazy. No, I read it in Slate. <gasps> Is that the guy? Yeah. Looks scary. No, if you just act cool, then he'll act cool. Are you Allison? Yeah. Alright. Here's a six pack. That's only three bottles. I said here's your six pack. <laughs> so, um, what brings you in for an alcohol prescription? Uh, I've just been feeling like a little anxious and I've been having some trouble sleeping. Uh, this will definitely help. Have you medicated before? <coughs> drink it, right? You could drink it, you could like guzzle it, you could like get on your hands and put it in your mouth, you could do it in like a lot of little glasses. You could just kind of like figure out what works for your body. Okay, great. Do you have your license? Yeah, I do. Okay, uh, I trust you. Oh, you're good to go. Thank you. Take care of yourself. <coughs> Hey, do you have an alcohol card? Hey, I heard you got a card. Hey. I'm having a party this weekend. Would you give me a little help? Sure. So I just fill this out and then I can go in and they'll give me whatever I want? Yup. Do they take credit cards? Nope. There's an ATM machine with a $6 surcharge. Woof. And no cell phones. My God. Ma'am? Oh, oh, I have a prescription. Doesn't matter, you can't have this much in public. This is intent to distribute. Let's go. But I'm a good person. Why don't you just smoke weed like everyone else? It's healthier. share your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcanvasativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up at, on Instagram at iamcanvasativa, 1s. Also check out our website at iamcanvasativa.com. On this website, we have blog posts, links to the archives of this podcast, and other videos from cannabis experts from many walks of the field. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Inger FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. We are no longer posting new episodes on SoundCloud for the time being, but please check out the other sources that we have mentioned as we are on there. Please check out our, our newly minted Indiegogo, which can be found on my personal Twitter at username Corvida89. We are attempting to raise funds, as we mentioned, to stay on SoundCloud and, and, and afford a SoundCloud Pro membership. Any little bit that you can donate helps and would be greatly appreciated. And we need about $144 to stay on SoundCloud. Any extra that we get will be used to fund web hosting and to network and advertise the podcast. Today's episode is going to go into using cannabis to treat anxiety. So what is anxiety? Anxiety is a name for several disorders which result in fear, worrying, and nervousness. These mental disorders can cause great physiological symptoms and affect over 40 million people in the United States. It is said that it is the most common mental illness in this country. Only about 40% of people with anxiety get the treatment that they need. Anxiety is best characterized, according to the American Psychological Association, as, quote, 
an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. Anxiety's role. In certain situations like worrying about predators or survival, feelings of anxiety are normal and even advantageous as it can prompt us to take necessary action towards ensuring individual survival and the survival of our loved ones. The nervous feeling to daily stressors like family, money, health, or work can elicit our attention without requiring a constant fight or flight reaction. Anxiety versus anxiety disorders and the types of anxiety. Anxiety feelings are often disproportionate to the original trigger or stressor. When physical symptoms such as elevated blood pressure or nausea can co-occur with these feelings, it can be said that the initial anxiety has crossed over into an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders, according to the American Psychological Association, are best, char are best characterized by, quote, having reoccurring intrusive thoughts or concerns, end quote. The six main types of anxiety are general anxiety disorder, panic disorder, phobia, social anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and separation anxiety disorder. And as usual, I'm going to enclose a video from an actual medical expert who can speak to the efficacy of medical cannabis for anxiety. Today's video clip is from the great Dr. Rachina Patel, whose who's, um, video clips that we featured on this, on, on this podcast several times before. Her video features a question from one of her patients as well as some of the information about a study done on cannabis for treating anxiety. After that, we'll go into the Red State Cannabis News Roundup and talk about some helpful strains to treat anxiety. And we'll feature our, web, our, our recipe for this week from Munchie's Advice, which will be a canned milk recipe. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Ask Dr. Patel, where I answer your questions about medical marijuana. I'm Dr. Patel. I specialize in the area of medical marijuana. And what I do is that I step-by-step -step walk patients through how to safely use marijuana for their particular medical conditions. So let's get on to today's question. It comes from Joe of Danville, California, and he writes, Dr. Patel, I have crippling anxiety. It's from dealing with a lot of stress at work. Unfortunately, it spills over into my personal life, affecting my, my relationship with my wife and kids. At the end of the day, my mind races with thoughts. I can't shut it down. I end up lying awake in bed for hours. I end up sleeping for maybe two to four hours a night. And it leaves me feeling exhausted the next day, which makes anxiety even worse. I have days when I simply cannot function because of the anxiety. I have to start canceling appointments and have had to go so far as taking days off of work. <clears throat> the worst is when my heart seems to pound 100 miles an hour, I feel short of breath, and I sweat profusely. I, I ended up in the emergency room the first time that this happened, thinking I was having a heart attack. It turned out that it was actually a panic attack. My doctor has prescribed Lexapro and Xanax. So Lexapro is killing my sex drive. I'm finding that I'm having to use the Xanax more and more frequently, which has me concerned about addiction. At the end of the day, all I want is to be able to be fully present when I'm with my wife and kids. The time I have with them is precious to me. And in that time, what I don't want is to feel exhausted, irritable, 
and worried about work. I used marijuana back in college and remember feeling surprisingly more relaxed. I'd like to give it a try now, but wanted to hear your thoughts. Desperate Joe. So Joe, I'm really glad you wrote in with this question because I can tell you that you're not alone in your struggle with anxiety. It's actually one of the most common conditions that I, sh that I treat in my practice. And to answer your question, I wanna start off by letting you know about what my patients have reported back to me after they started using marijuana for their anxiety. So the first thing that they tell me is that they feel a lot more relaxed. And, but it goes further than that. So they go on to tell me that um, it, they, they're able to function better. They no longer feel paralyzed from their anxiety. Um, when they're laying in bed at night, they no longer have racing thoughts. They, they fall asleep fairly quickly. Um, they stay asleep and then they end up waking up well rested. Now all of this combined helps them to, to perform better at work. And then the other thing is, is that it, they're no longer anxious when they're around their family. So they're t they're, the time that they do spend with their family is good quality time. Now, what I've seen in my patients is very similar to what I've seen in the research that's been done. So let me tell you about one particular study. They, um, they took a group of college students from a psychology class and they assigned them the task of giving a two minute speech. It had to be on a topic that they had learned from a class the year before. They gave them four minutes to prepare for this. And then on top of that, they told them, we're gonna videotape you. And then the, the tape is then gonna be analyzed by a psychologist. So kind of stressful. Now, um, but an hour and a half before they, they actually performed this task, they were, they were split up into four groups and each of the four groups were different, given a different medication. So the first group was given diazepam. It's a commonly prescribed medication for anxiety. One of the drawbacks of it is, is that it's highly addictive. The second group they gave a medication called Ipsipirone to. Again, another anti-anxiety medication, but the drawback of this is that patients typically don't see results until um, they've taken the medication for four to six weeks. Third group they gave uh, marijuana to in the form of a pill. And then the fourth group they gave something that looked like a medicine but wasn't actually a medicine. This is what's called a placebo, okay? And overall what they found was was that the groups that were given the diazepam, the, the ipsipirone, and the marijuana all reported a reduction in their anxiety. So Joe, I hope this helps you. And anyone else out there that's looking to treat their anxiety with medical marijuana. This is your Red State Cannabis News Roundup for the week of October 6th. And for our lead article, I will read it in its entirety. Win or lose at the polls, medical marijuana is coming to Utah for a new deal, according to Marijuana Women. Utahns are guaranteed to have legal access to medical marijuana in the near future under a bargain struck Thursday between the state's conservative power structure and the backers of a popular medical cannabis ballot measure that will go before orders next month. Proposition 2 would add Utah to the growing list of states that allow people with doctor's approval to cultivate and conceive legally buy cannabis has proven widely popular in the extremely red state. 
is by organized vocal opposition by the Church of Latter-day Saints and the Mormons' considerable influence over state elected officials. The uh, measure had support from 64% of Utah voters, according to a September poll. The sense of inevitability triggered a series of increasingly desperate-looking actions from opponents, chief among them the Utah Medical Association and the Mormon Church, including push polls and radio ads that meant that marijuana supported less of this disease. It, it's also led to an unlikely compromise that promises Utah will have medical marijuana regardless of what happens on election day. After days of negotiation, the Utah Patients Coalition, the main group behind the measure, announced Thursday that it made a deal with the Utah Medical Association, LDS church leaders, and elected officials to craft and pass medical cannabis law via the normal legislative process. Under this plan, ma marijuana will be distributed to patients by well-trained physicians and pharmacists who are qualified to do that very thing. Utah Governor Gary Herger said in a press conference on Thursday. Through Proposition, though Proposition 2 will remain on the ballot, the Utah State Legislature will convene immediately after a special session to hammer out the medical marijuana law, details of which were agreed to in spirit in the compromise announced Wednesday. DJ Shantz of the Utah Patients Coalition said at the press conference that his group is de-escalating any future media buys in favor of Proposition 2. And Matt Shewich, Deputy Director of the Marijuana Policy Call Project, which was involved in drafting the campaign for the measure, said in a press release that the group is walking away from the ballot effort in the state. Similarly, an LDS representative said the church will de-escalate our acti activities in opposition ahead of the vote no on November 6th. No other medical marijuana advocacy group, together for responsible use in cannabis education, Truce, says that it is skeptical, but it is cautiously optimistic about the deal. We are willing to listen, but we will do so skeptically, Christine Senquist, Truce Executive Director, said in a statement. A special statement with a lamed-up legislator is still something in which we are opposed. We still see Proposition 2 as the best insurance policy for good cannabis law in Utah, but if we're if what we're hearing is true and genuine, it is worth listening to. The compromise bill will be much safer and will still be compassionate and answer the needs of patients. Michelle McAlmer, CEO of Utah Medical Association, which opposed the ballot measure, told Discreet News. The newly proposed legislation is far is far from is far more conservative than the Proposition 2 proposal. It does not allow for home cultivation. It legalizes fewer marijuana retail outlets and has a shorter list of qualifying medical conditions. That said, the bill still offers guarantees that the ballot initiative process doesn't, according to Shedwood of MMP. Should the bill have passed, it, would, it was likely to have been gutted by state lawmakers, unlike in some states, have the ability to unilaterally amend initiatives approved by voters. In Utah, a statutory ballot initiative can be amended or even replaced by simple majority in the legislature, 
charge with pointed out in a press release issued Thursday. The proposition to pass without any agreement on next steps, patients would have been left with left waiting for years to access legal medical cannabis. This compromise eliminates that uncertainty and ensures that legislative leaders are committed to making the Next story. Group petitioning to get medical marijuana legalized in Mississippi. Fox 13. So far, 5,000 people have signed a petition to legalize medical marijuana for medical purposes in Mississippi. The ballot measure will need over 86,000 to make it on the 2020 ballot. Harold Safety wants to reach this 86,000 number by this time next year and claims that, quote, the medical marijuana has resulted in a 20 to 25 percent reduction in opioid related deaths. And we want to see those same type of options available for people that are seeking pain relief here in the state of Mississippi. Wasted opportunity. Arizona dispensaries want more patients and lower card costs. Phoenix New Times. The Arizona Dispensary Association released a report emphasizing ways to grow the state's medical cannabis movement. The ADA believes that they can gain over $100 million in additional tax revenue by lowering the $150 registration fee. ADA Executive Di- Director Joe DeMenua said, quote, knowing that greater access to medical marijuana in Arizona can lead to new tax revenue, money that can go towards teacher pay, public safety, freeways, and other infrastructure, we clearly need to focus on expand- expanding patient access, end quote. A fee reduction, according to Kevin DeMenua, could garner over 350,000 patients into the program. In essence, legal weed, hemp for smoking being sold in in, in Oklahoma. Coco News 5. Coco News 5 ran a story about a CBD store in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. They interviewed Hector Nujar II of the CBD store, Urban Mother. Coco eventually reached out to law enforcement and they said that with regards to enforcement on people smoking non-psychoactive hemp and said that they would quote, err on the side of caution in case that they can't determine that any law has been broken. And this wraps up the Red State Cannabis News Roundup. Stay tuned next week for additional updates in Red State Cannabis and more. And we're back. Let's go into strains and wrap up the can of milk recipe. This strain write-up is from Leafly's Bailey Rand. Well, let's get to it. The relationship between cannabis and anxiety is a complicated one. For some, a small puff of cannabis provides an unrivaled relief of worry, an unrivaled relief of worry, panic, stress, and other anxiety-related symptoms. Unfortunately, others experience heightened paranoia exacerbated by anxiety with cannabis. The common reaction can be attributed to the strain's THC content, but what many people don't realize is that many strains now now have little to no THC. These low THC, high CBD strains are changing the game for anxiety sufferers. That doesn't mean that there aren't strains rich in THC that can also help. The first step to picking a good strain is to combat your anxiety 
is recognizing your tolerance and your sensitivity. And step two involves experimenting with new strains and determining which best suits your symptoms. This guide is meant to help you through the discovery process as it points out to the nuances to look for the next time you visit your local dispensary. So the best strains for generalized anxiety. Granddaddy Purple eases you into a peaceful mindset while urging your body to release all that stress and tension. Sink in and let a blissful mindset take over. Another helpful strain is Jack Hur. This is a high THC strain that can be hit or miss when it comes to anxiety. They can have racy cerebral effects that tug at anxiety rather than helping it. But Jack Hur is different in that its euphoria tapers in gently with calming effects. And for the THC sensitive, we recommend a high, high CBD strain called Canatonic. This strain typically has a CBD profile that sizes up its THC content in a one-to-one -one ratio, which helps blunt the anxious edge that a lot of anxiety sufferers experience with cannabis. Canatonic tends to boost high levels of, ter of the terpene myrcene, which contributes to the strain's deeply re relaxing attributes. So the best strains for post-traumatic stress disorder GSC, aka Girl Scout Cookies, has numerous has won numerous Cannabis Cup awards to back up its reputation for containing staggering amounts of THC. While this might seem like a panic attack waiting to happen, studies have shown that people with PTSD have a deficiency of the of a natural occurring THC-like compound called amaldehyde, which plays a role in memory. When we consider the fact that THC can replenish these compounds for ter therapy or benefit, it is easy to see why so many PTSD patients sing GSC's praises. Not everyone wants to get, not everyone wants to get stoned every time their PTSD symptoms flare up. Luckily, there are high THC, high CBD strains, excuse me, like Canna Sue, to help you get a clear head while helping you med medicate. Canisu still has some THC, but it is counterbalanced by CBD for a relaxing and functional effect. Best strains for social anxiety. S social anxiety is tricky. You want a strain that keeps you alert and social, but nothing so simulating that your mind races as you ex exude awkwardness. Strawberry Cough manages to walk that fine line between energizing and calming, making it easy to converse without feeling overly paranoid. For more severe cases of social anxiety, a high CBD strain may be better suited for you. ACDC's cannabinoid profile can vary, but typically it contains about 20 times more CBD than THC, so its psychoactive effects are very minimal. This makes it easy to stay relaxed, clear-headed, and focused in what would normally be an uncomfortable social situation. Best ca cannabis strains for obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD. The link between OCD and cannabis is not well understood, but based on user ratings and reviews, it seems like that there are a few strains that it can help out that can help settle nervous fixations. 
A tranquilizing strain like Northern Lights helps slow down the mind and body, bringing them into a relaxed state where the organization of your Tupperware drawer doesn't matter quite so much. Another strain is White Fire OG or Wi-Fi OG might have high levels of THC but many OCD patients find solstice in, in this potent hybrid strain. This could possibly be attributed to the presence of myrcene and or limonene terpenes that promote relaxation and stress relief. Best cannabis strains for insomnia. Blackberry Kush is a high is a is a heavy indica strain that inherits crushingly sedating effects from its Afghani parent and a sweet berry flavor from blueberry. This might not seem like a strain you would indulge in during the day, but you'd be more than grateful to have it at your bedside when insomnia rears its ugly head. Another powerful relaxing indica strain is Purple Urkel. Annihilates the anxiety and stress that keeps you from tossing and turning throughout the night. And that wraps up the strain write-up from Leafly. Now we're going to go into our canna recipe, which is going to be canna milk. So here's our recipe. And it says servings for two people, cooking time about two hours. Ingredients, six grams of cannabis, two cups whole milk or heavy cream. Alternatively, you can use other milks that, that, that work best for you if you're lactose intolerant. You can, you can easily sub this with, with, with almond milk or you, can, you could sub this with um, you know, coconut milk. You know, I, I, I would imagine coconut milk would be a better one to use being as coconut milk is, is high in fat and THC sort of binds the fat. But don't feel you have to just use milk if you don't feel comfortable doing so. So the directions say, heat the oven to 250 degrees, spread the marijuana out, out into an even layer on, on a baking sheet, bake the marijuana, take care to not let the marijuana go over 250 degrees and burn. If, if this happens, you can lose potency. Bake for another 35 to 40 minutes, then remove, the, the, remove from the oven and cool before grinding into a coarse powder. This decarboxylated decar weed will help, will keep in an airtight container in a cool, dark place for up to two months. In a medium saucepan over medium low, heat the milk, heat the milk and cream. Add the de decarboxylated weed and cook, taking care to not let the temperature go over 200 degrees for about 45 minutes. Remove from the heat and let sit undisturbed for 10 minutes before straining through a fine mesh sheave set over a bowl. Press carefully with a spoon to extract as much oil as possible. The marijuana milk will, will keep covered and refrigerated for up to 8 weeks. So that wraps up today's episode of the I Am Canvas Sativa podcast. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at I Am Canvas Sativa. 1S. Also check out the I Am Canvas Sativa website. On the website, we have blog posts, links to the archives of the podcast, and other, vet, and other videos from Canvas experts from many walks of the field. 
You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Again, we're no longer on SoundCloud, but we are on the other above platforms. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and review, uh, reviewing us will bump the pod on the algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. And as always, stay medicated, everyone.